Hey Grow Girls, you are listening to the Get Up and Grow Girl podcast, hosted by me, your spiritual life and business coach, Leela Jasmine Sule. I'm also a recovering hustle hard, turn my back on my feminine energy, disconnect from the divine, my productivity equals my worth kind of girl. So now it's my mission to help you ditch that disconnected lifestyle and instead align and prosper so you can experience soulful, aligned, feel-good success. You don't need no magic lamp because you are your own genie capable of manifesting your own vision. So this podcast will guide you on your journey to finding your light, stepping into your power and manifesting your dream life and business. So let's jump in. Hey Grow Girls, welcome back to the podcast. And in today's episode, I am speaking with a lovely guest. I'm speaking with Moira Michelle, who is a spiritual hypnotherapist. So Moira is just so up my street because she has an extremely holistic approach. You know, I love the word holistic. My approach is so holistic and she really helps people on their journey of healing trauma and awakening and enlightening to live a better and happier life through all of these different modalities and this really holistic approach. Um, It's not just about just love and light and let's only focus on the light, but also let's look at our wounds. Let's look at our traumas and let's talk about how we can heal those and how we can shift those things. Because as you know, that is so important in a manifestation journey is to look at the light and the dark. So Moira does this through hypnotherapy, through breath work, all these kind of really holistic tools that you hear me speaking about. And so in this conversation, we're diving deep into how one can finally release all of this stored trauma, all of this guilt, all of this baggage that can be weighing us down, dimming our magnetism, and just holding us back from that life that we truly want and that we truly deserve. So let's go ahead. Let's get straight into this episode. There are so many gems inside this episode. I love when we just have a flowy one and we touch on so many things in terms of enlightenment as well as just trauma and healing. So go ahead, get straight in and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Leela. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here and I'm really excited for what we're going to talk about today. Yes, I'm so excited to dig into this topic because as you guys know who listen to the podcast, we talk so much about manifestation and we talk so much often about what we want, about going for goals, about co-creation and bringing things into your reality. But there is, a, if you like, a shadow side um, to manifestation, which I don't see as bad or negative, but maybe a shadow side in that less people speak about it. However, Moira shed so much light onto this side of things and especially the the elements of trauma, guilt, all of these things that get in our way sometimes on the manifestation journey. So Moira, for me, I find that my mess or messes, I would say, (laughs) multiple, have always turned into my message. And for many people that I've interviewed on the podcast, it tends to be a similar story in that there's something you know, a journey that's led them onto the path that they're on. So I would love to know, is there a story for you in terms of a story behind what got you onto this path of essentially healing and doing all of the work and the, you know, you do so many things, I guess, tied into one. 
is there a story behind that and how you got onto that path? Well, yes, I guess there's always a story, isn't there? So for me, um, you know, I'm a spiritual hypnotherapist. Uh, now I'm a clinically trained uh, hypnotherapist, but I call myself a spiritual hypnotherapist because uh, I believe, you know, there, we're more than who we see. And, uh, you know, there's a subconscious, the superconscious, and I'm integrating all of that through many lifetimes and timelines, all of that. So when I think about my journey to where I am today professionally, it really comes from my spiritual awakening and so as you can hear although I live in Cleveland Ohio I'm from Ireland so I grew up in that very Catholic household very Catholic culture and you know even though I had my doubts about religion from the very start I still found myself really just wrapped up in the whole thing just when you're immersed in it you don't have <laughs> you don't stand a chance <laughs> So threw the whole thing out, um, you know, as soon as I left home, I was still going to mass every weekend until I was like, you know, 15, 16. And then um, the minute I had me called the leave insert, I was out of home. And I never looked back in terms of, uh, you know, religion or spirituality. I didn't want to know about it. But there was this question that plagued me. And it was that I've had a really good life. You know, not without my ups and downs and trials and tribulations, but I'm a very positive person as well. And so my question was, am I a positive person because I've had a good life? Or the fact that I've had a good life, has that made me a positive person? And this was a question that always just sort of kicked around in my head. And then, uh, so you know, traveled the world and lived in different cities and uh, lived in London for a while and then came back to the US to settle here more permanently. And at that time, uh, life was sort of opening up. I had just married. It was like a fresh start. And I met up with these women, uh, these amazing women. And this, this one woman, uh, she said, I, I had this gathering that I uh, that I, I like to invite people to. And it was all very mysterious. I didn't really know what to make of it. So I arrive and it's, uh, it's basically a spiritual mastermind. And uh, so then she, uh, she had, my friend, she talks us through like what affirmations are and how to write them out and things like that. Just a very short introduction. She says, you know, write some things and then we'll all talk about it. So we all write some things and then, you know, our, our job is to, you know, give feedback and observations about everyone. And so I had all this feedback and observations and they turn around, they're like, we thought you weren't into this thing more, right? And then I was like, I'm not, what is this thing? And they were like, this is spirituality. And I was like, ooh, okay. So I was wondering what that was. And um, turns out I had been doing affirmations for years. And all of these things that were the elements of spirituality were really just ways that I had lived my life. So I left there with... Uh, some a big long reading list and like some major rabbit holes to go down on and that really launched me on my path of awakening and uh yeah just never really looked back from there uh a lot of healers will tell you that their own you know the the mess becomes a message 
And for me, uh, at that time, my, my career was, was transitioning where I was wanting to do something for myself. And uh, I was very inspired by London. Uh, there was so much creativity everywhere in London. And, uh, you know, Drink Shop Do and places like that. I think it's closed down now. But what it was was a bar where they, every night of the week they'd be making something, making art, making sculptures, making all these kinds of things. And I was, I was just, it really opened up my creativity. I was going to costume parties every weekend and things like that. And this, this was not a lifestyle that I had grown up in. Everything was very homogenous and same, same. And so, yeah, my first business was antidote creativity because creativity is the antidote. And so then, yeah, so it was like street art therapy. You need actually like a master's to do art therapy. But I was like on the streets <laughs> helping people to draw pictures. <laughs> um, but then I ran into every every uh, entrepreneurial block going. And I didn't understand it because I had done a master's in entrepreneurship. I had uh, set up businesses on behalf of my previous employer. And so I just didn't understand. So then again, the spiritual path manifesting. Uh, manifested this mentor into my life and she was a life coach and I even <laughs> in this so uh, actually I'll tell you there's the book the magic are you familiar with that Leela I have heard of it but I haven't read it I've read big magic yeah oh, love that book yes <laughs> But, you know, everybody's spiritual path really kind of starts with a secret, right? <laughs> you know, it's very mainstream and it's about money and everybody can really relate to wanting more money. Uh, but then I saw another book of hers and I didn't even open it up. I just bought it. And it was called The Magic. It's a 27-day manifestation program. And so I opened it up and I said, okay, well, I'm manifesting for the next 27 days. <laughs> and towards the end of that book... Is a, you do a instead of a to-do list, it's the, the things that you want list. And you're doing it every day. Every day you're journaling and you're writing it. So uh, every day, the most important things really flow to the top. And down the end are stuff that you kind of like just forget immediately after. <laughs> and the thing that rolls to the top was that I needed a mentor, that I really wanted a mentor. And now secretly, I was hoping this mentor would just be like, you're so amazing. I want to hire you. <laughs> but <laughs> in actuality, I was at this uh, totally unrelated personal development program. And the facilitator went totally off tangent. She started talking about, well, you know, we are all one and this <laughs> all this stuff and it's all an illusion. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what she does the rest of the time, but she is my mentor. <laughs> and I went up and talked to her and she was a life coach. So I was like, okay, sign me up for whatever you're doing because I know I'm meant to work with you. And so that's when I learned about mindset coaching. And then uh, and her mentor is Mary Morrissey. So I went along to Dream Builder Live she's one of the best coaches in the world and she said who wants to be a coach and I was like you know drawing the pictures is really cool and all <laughs> but mindset is where it's at so I trained to be a coach I call my business mindset mastery and I was like mindset's everything and then I was like well this mindset stuff's really cool but <laughs> but what about uh, maybe there's something faster and so that's where I discovered hypnotherapy and so I went and had a session and I was blown away immediately by the breakthrough you know never in a million years maybe in like like 
you know, 50 years at the end of my lifetime, I would have figured this out, but that's not soon enough. And I, I, I knew in that moment that I, I wanted to do hypnotherapy. And so trained as a hypnotherapist. And after a while, I was like, wait, there's a deeper level. Like maybe it's not just mindset. So then I started to, you know, be called into soul regressions and um, or past life regressions. And I learned the work of Michael Newton, soul journeys, life between lives. And my clients were just spontaneously going there. And then I was like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't start with, uh, it doesn't end with mindset. There's the soul. So I started to really focus on the soul work. And then, as I told you, as it, you know, when we were talking and we were connecting over the breath work, you know, mind, body, soul, for me, body was the last one. I was like a slug sitting around, like, you know, pondering life and like, you know, pondering what's beyond this existence. And it came back, I said, you know, I said to myself, was guided towards you got to reconnect with your body. And the most effective tool I found for that was breath work. And so, yeah, that was a long story. I feel like I've talked a lot, but that is my story in a nutshell of how I came from, uh, you know, working the nine to five to doing this work I love that opens up hearts and minds and souls. I love that. And I so relate to the keep finding of a new level, like keep discovering yeah. the and I just visualize it in my head as like a video game where you, you think like, okay, I'm on the final round and like, yeah. oh, another round, another one and another one. And it's kind of endless really, but in a beautiful way. But for me, it was similar. And I think we started on a different dimension in the sense that I was very much in the body, physical, mm -hmm. personal trainer, but very much in the body in the sense of doing, like work out hard and train. Yeah. And then I came into like, oh, but what about the mind? And then from the mind, it was like, what about the soul? And then now I'm coming back full circle to the body in a different way and being in the body and the soul trauma and the, you know, reconnecting and feeling like you have so sovereignty over your own body and mm. all stuff that's a bit more feminine energy over the doing. Um, but it really is, you can't, you can't sort of compartmentalize it, can you? Which is why... That's and it's why you know we have the growth spiral is you know in school we're taught that growth is linear right you start up here and you down here and you go up there but it's all circling back and every time you circle you know at the start you're like oh my god am I back here <laughs> but you don't realize that how much you've up leveled and it's so it's the new level of integrating the mind it's the new level of integrating the body it's the new level of soul healing and that's what we have to remember yeah. So, of course, with that, with the manifestation process and anyone who's, you know, seeking to manifest the vision, the life that they want, a big part, like I always stress, is to is the releasing. It's not just the visualizing what you want and it's not just the embodying what you want. You have to sort of empty out the cup before you can refill it. So how does someone know if someone's listening to this, how do they know if they have stored trauma other baggage that they need to heal or to, or to release yeah great question and the truth is we all have it and you know we talk about that those levels of growth you come across the the old stuff you know how deep it goes on each level of growth and because we are all connected you know we're also healing the collective as we go but 
a few ways to to know well the first one is to really know to notice when you're triggered if you're triggered how you're triggered and to not shy away from that to not be the person who's online going could we put a trigger warning on this please because i need the internet to be safe <laughs> you know it's going okay so i got a little triggered by that woman's post why did i do that that's not a reflection of her it's a reflection of me it's my responsibility so our triggers are clues and there are introductions there are there are lead into healing somatic work is really how we locate trauma in ourselves so let me explain what that means so somatic is really about the resonance in the body is that you know the body keeps the score you probably heard that term and it's a book the book is very technical um but if you wanted to read a, a, a you know an easier going one what happened to you is a great book by oprah winfrey and bruce perry and so it talks about the things that happen to us the trauma right you know trauma it, it kind of settles a lot of anxiety is the main thing it settles us so we know that that is a mindset thing. We know that it is a mental thing, but yet when it happens, it's very physical. We get the palpitations, we can hear our heartbeat in our head, the palms get sweaty, we get shaky, all those things, because it does turn physical. So the trauma, it happens to us, it happens around us. We take it in mentally as a story and we make the thing mean something. You know, my mother left me, which means I'm unlovable, which means that no one could possibly love me. We could attach a story to things, especially as children, because we're always creating patterns that are designed to keep us from safety. But, you know, you ask a, a, a five-year-old how the world works. What are they going to tell you? Bunch of gobbledygook, right? <laughs> About candy and friends and sweeties and, you know, all that stuff. So... So those are the stories then though that create our life. So, so what we need is, so that's, that's how we take it on mentally. So we take it on emotionally in that way is, you know, whatever emotion happens, that's the one that gets remembered in us. And that emotion that gets frozen into us. So what happens is, is that when we're a child and we're dealing with these, this big adult world, you know, when an emotion comes along, like we're trying to understand a parent leaving or something like that, we just can't. We just have no basis for it. And then it's like a part of us gets frozen. You know, in the shamanic tradition, we talk about uh, the, the shamanic tradition. They talk about the soul fragmentation. It's like a part of your soul just sort of like fragments away and it becomes frozen in time. And that that's like a piece of trauma that gets lodged in you. And what in, in releasing it, we have to thaw it and then let it go. And so somatic work, I do it in hypnosis. I, we do it in breath work. You can do it outside of that. The emotion code is a great tool for that by um, Dr. Bradley or someone Bradley. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have that right now. But it, it's, it can sometimes be easy to do it in an altered state, but what it is, is just listening to the sensations of the body. You know, we locate a trigger within us. And so let's just use an example here. You're online and you see the trigger and it is the girl in the bikini, right? 
And so the girl in the bikini and you're like, oh, she thinks she's so great, huh? <laughs> With her smooth abs and <laughs> all that. And so we have to stop, we pause and say, wait, what is that within me that is projecting that onto this woman who obviously she's like doing all the sit-ups and like hasn't had a sandwich in years, right? It's uh, it's in me. So what we do is, and if anybody wants to follow along, not when you're in a car, <laughs> um, uh, or you can't do it in a car, just don't close your eyes. But it's easy. It's a little easier if you close your eyes. So you close your eyes and you go, where do I feel this in my body? And you find a sensation in your body. And sensations and emotions are they're wrapped together, but they're different. So the emotion might be fear, but the sensation in your body is a tightening in your chest, for example. So you look out for sensations, tingling, tightness, numbness. Um, these are sensations. And so when you find that in your body, it could be in your chest, it could be in your hands. So you find that in your body and you just really listen to it. Now you can try and dialogue with it. When, when I'm doing hypnosis, we dialogue with it. It's much easier when we're at the subconscious level because the thing just wants to talk to us. It just wants to say, hey, you know, your mother shamed you for years and it wasn't right. It's time to release that. Um, if you're able to do that without a hypnosis in, in just a general state or a meditative state is great. If not, you can just focus on it and send it love. So say, for example, you know, if, if this the example is connecting with you, you find it in your chest. If you just focus into the chest and just send love, just send waves of love into the chest, then take some deep breaths. And with each exhale, release that from the body. And that is how we actually release trauma. And with breath work, man, it's like you rattle yourself, you shake yourself to the core and release it from the deepest levels, from different lifetimes, all sorts of things. That's why I love the breath work. It's so powerful. So many tools. Whoever's listening to you, all I want you to listen to me is all I want you to know is that everything can be healed. Absolutely everything. You know, we can't grow back limbs yet, but everything I know, I believe, I know can be healed. Mm -hmm. And so when you're when you're doing that breath work and you're releasing that sensation, the feeling from the body, do do you need to like mentally focus on releasing that specific thing? Is it something that's happening almost con you're consciously working with in terms of focusing on the sensation as you're breathing? Or is it more a result of, you know, uh, old stored energies and, and things leaving the body just generally? Um, <clears throat> you know, it's a great question and everyone is different. I try and do as much as I can to, you know, connect, kind of build a timeline of it. So, you know, in that example, it starts out with your mother shaming you because you're bigger. Now, why does she do that? She does that because she believes that you are a reflection of her and she holds body image or insecurity issues, all that, that she projects onto you. Now, then you go into high school, right? <laughs> you take just the slightest body image, <laughs> lack of confidence in high school, just magnifies that. And there's all like your friends over the years. And then 
you're trying to get a job and maybe the uniform looks bad on you, you know, all of these things. And so it's really great to, uh, as you're releasing, try and sort of build a timeline and understanding of how you let this story get seep into different parts of your life. And then when you do that, you kind of heal the timeline as well. Because as you as you walk through that with these this greater awareness and this love for this part of you and this, you know, being able to send that healing to the person who projected uh, that on you as well. You know, if you're able to do that, and I know I say it like, and then, you know, after that, you, <laughs> uh, you, uh, you know, go get world peace. It's, it's a process. And some parts are easier than others. Some parts are sewn into your consciousness more deeply than others. But everything can be released. Yeah. I think that's so powerful when you said, you know, why does the mother shame the child? It's because she sees the child as a reflection of her. That was just as such a I think so many people are gonna it's gonna click on a level that you kind of this but you don't know it consciously and it, it can so you mentioned that when when healing you're sending that energy to the person that you know placed the maybe shame or, or whatever it was on onto you how how do you recommend to try to pass that healing on without getting stuck in perhaps uh, codependent patterns or trying to fix that person so for me I, you know I uh, radical acceptance is, is what I call it and it's saying that you're flawed but so am I and so I don't need you to be perfect in order for me to accept this about you and when you give yourself that freedom everything changes because, you know, we keep on wanting that person to change. Take parents, for example. You know, parents, <clears throat> we choose our parents because we want to learn a lesson. And our parents are the biggest influence on our lives. So that's why we choose these difficult parents, whether that be neglectful or overprotective, right? We, we, we want to learn something from that experience. And so um, your question, I, I lost my train of thought, your question. Yeah, it's just how to, I think you oh, kind, of, kind of answered it there really in that radical acceptance. But I guess I'm going to have a, a, a next question if you like then, which is how do, do you want, yeah, go on, ask your question. I know you said radical acceptance in terms of that's how you help to heal that person without trying to fix them is that you're not maybe trying to change them but you're accepting them for their humanness yeah but how can you still accept them for their humanness but also have your own sort of healthy boundaries or maybe not allow further wounding or further trauma mm -hmm. well you know we could talk about like energetic self-protection in a bubble and things like that and there's so much material out there that's uh, around that. But it's really about separating that trigger. Again, coming back to triggers is that why does this person trigger you so much? And realizing that it is your trigger. So, you know, take parents, for example. You know, we all turn to kids when we get back around our parents. <laughs> and... That, that can be triggering within itself. And it's about 
it's just about remembering who we are um, around that person. And yeah, using that, that energy protection, whatever it is for you, maybe it's like an energy shield or an energy bubble. But that radical acceptance that says you are not perfect, you will never, uh, you will never, you know, um, validate, you know, my life choices, you'll never agree with the things that I want, that you'll never agree with how I see the world, you are always going to be like that, you will never understand me. You know, if you can accept that, and I'm not saying that's a super easy thing to do because there's a lot of parents out there who have rejected um, uh, people for for being themselves. But if you are able to come to that terms to, to those terms, how much peace will that give you? That you'll be like, okay, uh, you know, Christmas dinner. Um, I know my uncle is going to believe this and that about me, going to believe my job isn't real, going to believe that I'm going to go to hell because of my sexual orientation, all this and that. And if I can just just send love back to him, if I can just be like, yeah, sure, sure, you want to believe that? And if that serves you, go for it. Uh, because it's also about respecting other people's soul journey. You know, we can't force anyone to heal. We can't force any other beliefs on people. <clears throat> and especially, you know, um, and it happens among friends and people are at all different levels of consciousness. But the older generations, they just don't understand, like, the next generation. Just the same way as we look at, you know, kids on iPads now, little kids on iPads. And we're like, what, what kind of technology are they going to be using? Right? It's the same with our social norms now is that that older generation just will probably never know. They'll never get it. And so when we keep pushing for them to just wake up and get it, we're the only ones who suffer. They don't change. They don't take it on board. Maybe they, they might one day, but that might. Is that worth your peace? Mm. And, so, um, and so I have a tool that is for forgiveness. Would you like me to share it? Yeah, I would love it. Yeah. Awesome. So, so forgiveness is a process. And, you know, the deeper the pain, the, the earlier in the journey we have to start. And so we start with something. So if, if you, Leela, and whoever's listening, want to start with just pick out something, something you need to forgive. Now, don't go with like the deepest, darkest, heaviest thing. Uh, just go with something that is like, you know, a couple of years ago, a friend wronged me, that sort of thing. And just think about that friend. And I want you to say, I want to forgive you. Let's do it, me and you, Leela. Say, I want to forgive you. Think about that person. I want to forgive you. I want to forgive you. Now, does that does that ring true? Does that feel good in your body wanting to forgive them? Yeah. 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 It's like a flow through your body, right? And so I want you to say, I want to forgive you soon. I want to forgive you soon. Mm-hmm. Let that flow through your body. Does it feel easy or hard? It feels, yeah, it feels light. Yeah. It just feels quite 
it doesn't feel you know when you if you would talk about what it is that you need to forgive or what the person did to you mm. kind of heavier energy kind of feels a little I tend to feel myself sinking down yes. when I'm like this I feel a little bit more like I'm I'm rising up or I feel lighter yeah, yeah. so I want to forgive you soon is coming in is really easy so now try I'm ready to forgive you I'm ready to forgive you how does that feel so far, it's all feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm today, but so far, it's it's not feeling. I'm not feeling resistance towards saying any of this. Yeah. So now, say, I'm ready to forgive you soon. I'm ready to forgive you soon. Does that still feel easier, or is that is there you find that little kink in the energy? Is it coming in? Not at the moment. Not not Excellent. right now. Yeah, yeah. So now thinking about them again, putting your energy onto them, say, I'm ready to forgive you this year. I'm ready to forgive you this year. Does that seem good? Yeah. Okay. Should we try? I'm ready to forgive you this month. I feel like maybe I've chosen the wrong situation. That's not <laughs> super. I went for something not super heavy. So maybe yeah. that's coming a little bit well let's see it through let's see it through i'm ready to forgive you this month i'm ready to forgive you this month easy i'm ready to forgive you today i'm ready to forgive you today slip slight little slight oh okay so nothing big just a little bit feels more like saying words rather than maybe fully embodied in it at the moment right so here you found the place, right, that says, I'm ready to forgive you around now, right, this month, just like not not quite today. So what you're going to do for the rest of the month is you're going to just put your energy on that person and you're going to say, I'm ready to forgive you today. And one day you're just going to notice that it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so this is a great practice to find out where you are in the forgiveness journey. And there's the place is going to come in where you feel it's just like that little, you know, like the kink in the hose. It's just like a little stifle in the energy that is not flowing fully through you. And the thing is, you can't force it. All you can do is just, you know, breathe into it, send love into it. And then the day will come where suddenly it'll just flow. And you'll be like, oh, I don't even know when that happened. <laughs> um, so just anytime that comes up over the next month, just send love into it and forgive her. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so when you're not ready to, to forgive, mm-hmm. if someone yeah. who's reached that sticking point, yeah. perhaps in the practice, like where mm-hmm. I'm but. For me, like I said, I didn't pick something super heavy. So perhaps if it's something that it's a sticking point that's reoccurring and it's it's heavy yeah. and it's hard past that, what kind of practices can someone do to allow them? Like you said, you can't force it. I don't. I think that's really powerful. You can't make yourself. So what can you do to maybe allow yourself more? So you just choose whatever stage of that you get stuck on, and even if the stages, even if you get stuck on um, I want to forgive you. I hate when that person has just hurt us so deeply. 
even saying I want to forgive you gets stuck in the chest, in the, in the gut, wherever that is. You can just say, I'm going to forgive you one day. All you do is say, I'm going to forgive you one day. Because we know that forgiveness isn't about the other person. It's about freeing yourself. Because while you're holding that person with your resentment and anger, whether it's justified or not, you know, while you jailed them, you are the jailer. And we don't want to be the jailer because that weighs on us. So to remember, it's about freeing ourselves. So if you just get yourself into that mindset that I don't need to carry around this anger. Because typically when someone wrongs us, when they wrong, wrong us unintentionally, you know, that is up to us to forgive. When they wrong us intentionally, it's the act of an unhappy person. No one sets out to be an a-hole, right? And so, you know, you have to just trust that whatever, you know, they're, they're going to get back what they give. And that their punishment is that they are going to know that they wronged you. They have to live with that. Yeah. So... Just setting that, you know, for that person who has wronged you so much, every time you think about it, just say, I'm, I'm going to forgive you one day. You know, you don't have to, you know, we talk about it's all holy and the highest and all that. And truly it is ending karma is forget forgiveness is the tool for ending karma. So if you're really struggling with someone in this life, do your best to really forgive them. So you don't have to do it all over again. <laughs> but Saying that is, you know, we're all human. So just give yourself some uh, some leeway, give yourself space, give yourself time, and you'll get there. Yeah. And I think with so, on some levels, especially when people are newer to their journey, I think this was definitely where I would have been when I first started my journey. And I know that in working with some of my clients, they have said themselves that I don't have the level of consciousness that perhaps other people in the group have and so sometimes they're not able to identify I'm holding resentment or, or anger or anything towards this person this person and this person so for someone in that stage are there other signs symptoms perhaps that they may be able to notice either in the body or in in their life in the way that life looks or the way they emotions they commonly reach for that point and highlight that there is um, shame, guilt, stored trauma? Yeah, well, so there's four levels of consciousness. And so, you know, when we're in that state of manifesting, that's the second level. So let me just quickly go through them. I know you're probably familiar. So the first level of consciousness is to me. And that's about level. And truly, honestly, it's where most of the population are. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that is life happens to me and it's victim consciousness. And when you're in that state, you are not aware that you are a creator of your own reality. And everything that happens, you know, the trigger is someone else's fault and your emotions are someone else's fault. And we, we do this because it makes us feel powerful to be like, it's not my fault. But what we do is we absolutely just take away all of our power when we do that. So the language and the thinking of this, what keeps us stuck is shame, guilt, and fear. Shame and guilt is from the past and fear is about the future. So if you are finding yourself in shame and guilt, especially as women, it's programmed into us even more than men, then that's where you're finding yourself. You have to examine, are you in a victim consciousness? You know, when we get out of that, the next layer is by me. 
And that is creator level consciousness. And so that is where you open up, you're like manifesting, I can manifest, I can have, and then you're like, I can have all the things I want. And you're like manifesting a million dollars and everything. And, you know, in that, that is where your language is all about creating. This is the language of building. And it's the language of, of being able to do. But the shadow side of this is ego. Because when we get into this, we're like, I control the world. I remember when I discovered manifestation, I felt like I was Gene Kelly in X-Men, you know, <laughs> like that, you know, I was just like, you know, a, a little bit of consciousness away from like controlling the world, right? That's <laughs> ego talking. <laughs> and that's where we get to the next level. And that is through me, right? We go, it goes to me, it goes by me and then goes through me. And it says, you know, why am I able to manifest this parking spot really easily? But when I want to manifest this uh, million dollars, it's not allowing me to, to do that. <clears throat> and the truth is, is that, you know, consciousness has given you all the tools you need to generate a million dollars. You have all the skills, you have all the know-how. So, you know, you're not getting to just be handed a million dollars because that's not part of your path. And that's where we get to realize that, sure, we're creating our reality, but we're actually co-creating it with consciousness, with oneness, with everyone all around us to serve our purpose. And so when we try to manifest stuff that's outside of what we're, we're here to do, it's like, girl, <laughs> what are you over there for? You know you have all the skills and talents to make your mark in the world over here. No, it's not going to work out. <laughs> and so what we find is that when that those closed doors, it's like, oh, I can't manifest. I don't know what's wrong with me. That's actually the gift that is saying, not that way, this way. Keep searching, my love. Keep searching. Now, the shadow of that side is self-doubt. Because then we start to doubt, you know, is it, is it me or, you know, as you're growing into this highest version of yourself, you have to keep asking yourself, is this ego that's wanting me to go? You know, there's so many great spiritual leaders whose egos have taken over. It's, it's, it's a fear, right? Um, and so that's where you have to, like, really work on that self-doubt mechanism. And, you know... I don't know if I want to say, but, but it's kind of like we need to, to question ourselves, right? We need to monitor ourselves and be in touch with ourselves. But the doubt, the doubt is trying to bring us down all the time. And then the fourth, the final level, that is as me. And that is enlightenment. That is uh, Jesus, the Buddha, Krishna. This is the people who are versus, um, who, who've lived at the highest level, who have uh, had consciousness at the highest level. Now, we have moments of this. You know, they say orgasm is a moment of this. We have glimpses of this where we are our highest level, you know, in, in deep in meditations and things like that. It's enlightenment. And the language of that is love. And so that's what we're always striving for. Striving for enlightenment is, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's like a trap <laughs> because, you know, we have this light within and that's what we're seeking. And then we think that it's all up here. Well, actually what we need to do is just keep on unraveling, keep removing the victim consciousness, keep stepping out of ego into love, keep, um, you know, a healthy inquiry that isn't about self-doubt 
And uh, this is what we do. So in these levels of consciousness, you know, we're always slipping. You know, people are listening going, wow, she's talking about this consciousness and facing consciousness so bad. She would never do that. But just in the past few weeks, I found myself. So I started working with uh, a new spiritual teacher. And uh, when um, when I went in the room, so on the Zoom, when I first started with him, there was like 200 people in there. Now there's like 400 because he's just calling people in. And so... Uh, people would he, he does a healing and then you put up your hand at the end and consciousness sort of calls you and he calls your name you get to ask so anyway it took me about three weeks or a month or so and then I was like okay I'm ready to ask a question and like everything in me was just you know like in front of hundreds of people and so I, I put, the, put my hand up to answer that question and then I wasn't called and I was like oh that's a bit of a deflation so the next day I was like well I have my question I even wrote down my question because I was a bit nervous you know that I just blank totally whenever and so I put up my hand oh I didn't call me again and then I put up my hand the next day and didn't call me again and then the next day and then the next day and then this wound of not being chosen came up. And I really had to you know, investigate that myself. I stopped putting my hand up. And I just really had to like go inwards and find this wound. And I think we all have this wound, you know, whether it's not being the favorite child in the family or not being picked on the school playground or not getting the job or the, the college choice or whatever it is. We all kind of carry this wound of not being chosen. <clears throat> so I really had to just work on that wound and just work my way through it, just consciously, uh, just using my stories to reframe it. And then, you know, sending love into this part that was feeling the hurt. And then a couple of weeks later, you know, I had been sort of working on it, but if my hand, he calls me. <laughs> and so I um, got to speak to him directly. And so we're always, no matter where we think we are, right? This is a spiral. And the spiral, you know, if you picture the spiral now, the spiral is going upwards and so it goes up and then it circles around and then it dips down before it goes up again. And so we have to know that that path is always going to, we're, we're, always, we're not going to just be in that linear thing. We're always going to have to give ourselves compassion and love and patience and just stay on the path. Don't get disillusioned. Don't say, well, I didn't and it's their fault and now I'm going to suffer forever. Thanks very much. <laughs> That'll show you. <laughs> And I think that's such a freeing, it's been such a freeing re revelation for me as well. And that when those things come up, like perhaps you're not getting chosen and then eventually getting triggered and feeling that that wound from childhood come up. I now see it as, oh, I've not gone backwards. Doesn't mean I'm failing in life. It means coming up for me to give it a little bit more healing, a little bit more love, a little bit more attention, clear, clear that space a little bit more. And it feels so much more expansive as opposed to limiting, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes there is a thing, oh, I thought I had dealt with this already. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> um, but, you know, as we are called into higher levels of being and higher levels of consciousness and higher levels of awareness, certain things just can't come. You know, that, that not being chosen wound you know, I was able to carry that the whole way up until, you know, more recently. But, you know, for the next level of my journey, that was just a thing that couldn't come with me. And to know that, 
that it's a sign of growth. You know, if you get to the point where you're like, I have no more, nothing to grow, nothing to lose. Well, you're in your ego. <laughs> so so we're, we're all on this path. And to remember as well that when we heal ourselves, we heal the world. So when we heal these triggers, these wounds in ourselves, you know, this is how you want to stop wars. You know, the reason we have so much war is because everyone's at war with their selves. And the reason the question is, why isn't there more war? Because people are so at war with themselves. So if everybody was able to find inner peace, peace would just happen. You know, all these, these dudes, these white dudes who are just on these power trips and these ego trips and all that, you know, they're wounded too. Yeah. You know, there's so many soul journeys. And I, when I do that, I ask people to bring a bunch of questions that you, you know, that are beyond answering in this consciousness. And a bunch of people are like, what's going on in the world? And what's going on with why is Donald Trump? And, you know, the message came back. He's a light worker. He's sent to change things. And he certainly did. Wow. Oh, uh, I am an immigrant in America. I am not a Trump fan. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But what he did was he brought people into politics who had always thought politics was boring. Uh, I, that has nothing to do with me. And yeah, we're in a time of change and people won't get further into politics here. <laughs> I think that's something that's really powerful is to see the humanness, see the wounded human instead of just a big bad figure, you know, is so much less. Uh, we can get so much less learning from that perspective than we can from seeing the wound. Um, so I think something that you touched on, I think is a great place to, to bring this to a close is to ask you, you kind of touched on it, but what is the what is the beauty that one can expect once they give themselves permission to get onto this healing journey and to start maybe going into some of the things that, yes, can be uncomfortable. We know, like you said, that it's a spiral and there will be dips, but maybe just to kind of tie it, tie it up and shine some light on the on the positives in it and, and what they can expect in terms of the way that it can benefit them well you know this it that we're all seeking what about if you found it <laughs> the thing that you're constantly seeking and i know everyone who's listening to this is on the personal development path is on you know some sort of spiritual growth path and there's that seeking right that seeking gets exhausting doesn't it what if you found that thing? And what if you found that thing inside? And what if that thing was this amazing bright light that had been hidden from the world and was actually inside you all the time? What about if, if every time someone saw that, they felt loved and they felt seen? And it gave them permission to find their light and to not give up until they found their light. That's what we can do when we follow this path. Not only for ourselves, but for everyone, everyone we meet. Yeah, I think it's so much bigger than, than the self, isn't it? And it really is without trying that you're healing like you've sort of started at the beginning with healing mm. too and doing that yeah. and I think such a powerful powerful last uh statement 
So for those who've been listening to this, where can they find you and perhaps see more of, you know, learn from you more, um, see more of your work and, and stay connected? Yeah, well, so if anybody wants to get in touch, uh, Instagram is kind of the social that I that I'm on the most. So it's at Moira Michelle. So that's M-O-Y-R-A Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. If you want to check out my website, that's MoiraMichelle.com. I do one-on-one hypnotherapy and I do uh, breath work as well. Um, I do a lot of in-person breath work. I I, uh, I, I sometimes do online, but if you can find a breath work and I know Leela's thinking about a training, yeah. <laughs> um, but I can't recommend breath work enough. And if you can find a group class near you, it's not really about me. It's about you <laughs> because you're on your path. So um, go do that. So I would love to hear from you. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and I have, I have a podcast. I'm taking a little break from it right now. Kind of took a creative break for summer. You know, you need to just kind of unplug a bit. So it's called the Old Soul Social Club. And it's in particular about soul journeys. So I do soul um, soul journeys to the soul world, bringing people to discover their soul essence and who they are and their soul families, that kind of thing. Past lives, a lot of like really fascinating soul journey stuff and awakening stories. So that's where you find me. <laughs> yeah, I love the name of your podcast. It's so great. It's so alive. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to put all of that in the show notes so your Instagram handle you can just click on it Um, but thank you so much Moira for sharing all of this with with us and just kind of the the breadth of the conversation is what I really love so many little tidbits that people can take away from this oh well thank you for having me and I just want to witness the amazing work that you do as a leader and a healer and um, you know, a great human doing great work right now on earth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So I hope you love this episode. Thank you for listening and spending your time with me. And I really hope that it is empowering you and has empowered you to go for those goals and to know that you are so capable of manifesting all that you desire and all of that soulful success in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in any aspect that you desire it in. And if you did enjoy this episode, if you did find it helpful, if you did have some light bulb moments, please take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Leela Jasmine Sule. I would love to hear what you took away from the episode. I would love to hear how it helped you, but also it would be amazing if you could share the message and pass this on to more Grow Girls who would benefit from this. And if you share it on your Instagram stories, then of course, all the Grow Girls in your community will also be able to listen and enjoy the goodness as well. Until next time, Grow Girls, goodbye.